Welcome to the Not Your Mama's Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Winter. I'm here to give you ideas that are going to inspire you and motivate you to do something different with your business. So from digital marketing and branding to sales and events, I am your resource for ideas that make your business stand out. Each week, I bring you functional marketing advice, business advice, motivation, and transformational stories of businesses and entrepreneurs that break the mold. This is Not Your Mama's Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Your Mama's Marketing. Kate Winter here. I am really excited to talk to you today about client relationships. Not just about nurturing them, but about attracting the right clients and what to do when you realize you have the wrong clients. So this can be a touchy subject, but I'm speaking from a place of experience. And I have had great clients, but I have had some not so great clients as well. I recently posted online about this topic and received some amazing feedback from other people who have either been through this or in the middle of this right now. So those comments and those conversations inspired me to share this information with you. And hopefully you can take this and put this to use in your own business. So if you have some crap clients right now, I want you to know that you are not alone. When I started my business as a side hustle, I took all the work coming in because I had a huge problem with a lack mentality. I really didn't think that my little business could afford to turn somebody away, even if they weren't a perfect fit. It turns out that's not true. There is no lack of work if you really are looking in the right places and you have the right um, you have the right target audience in mind. And there are clients who can actually cost you. Think about that. There are clients who you will take on, who will pay you money, but will actually cost you. They can cost you your reputation. There are people who will never be happy and will do their darndest to tell everyone that they aren't happy. See Yelp, see Facebook reviews, see Google. There are clients who can also cost you time. They go way over on the time you had allotted for them and you could spend that working on another project. There are clients who will cost you your sanity and they will stress you out in ways you never thought possible. And the worst of all, I believe, are the clients who cost you your self-respect because they treat you poorly and you think that that's okay because they're paying you. That is not okay. Legally, I need to tell you that I am not a lawyer and nothing I say constitutes legal advice. So in regards to contracts and terminating contracts, really need you to go find some good counsel and have someone look through what you're doing. So onward, I'm going to talk about clients in four main areas. I'd like to talk about marketing to your clients, qualifying your clients, what to do when things start to go off the rails, and what to do when it's time to walk away from that client. So let's start with marketing. You really need to set someone's expectations when they contact you and how they have found you through your marketing and branding is going to be a big part of that. 
or is a sign I read somewhere once. It said, good, fast, or cheap, pick two. So it can be good and fast, but it won't be cheap. It can be fast and cheap, but it probably won't be very good. So think about the way you portray your business and your marketing like that. Are you portraying yourself as fast? Are you portraying yourself as low cost? Are you portraying yourself as a luxury experience? Let's think through these. So if your marketing and all of your branding and all your advertising is saying that you have the lowest price, what kind of client are you attracting? Your client, you're most likely attracting someone looking for that good deal who's really going to beat you down on price. But if your marketing suggests luxury, so the other side of the spectrum here, you're going to have a client who will expect a higher level of attention and better amenities. So you need to provide that. If your marketing suggests a quick turnaround, you're going to have clients who want it now. And you need to set yourself up for how you're going to handle a backlog of clients. So your marketing really does set someone's expectation of their experience with you. So go back, look through your marketing, your branding, any advertisement you have out. What message are you sending to people? So let's talk about the qualifying process. I think this is very important if you're a service-based business or entrepreneur, a coach, a counselor, a consultant. For myself, uh, when I was doing straight web design, I really ran into a lot of qualifying problems. And I prevented a lot more problems by having a very clear list of questions I used to qualify my customers. It was literally two pages long, 12 point font of questions that I could ask my customers to get through a really deep conversation of where they were, where they were going, what goals they had set for themselves and what their expectations were of working with someone like me. Now, I never had to use every single one of those questions, but it's great to sit down and give yourself a guidepost of what information you really need to know who you're working with, if your goals align, and if you have similar expectations. So in a qualifying conversation, you have to be very clear about expectations. First is time frame for your entire project. Is this a one and done? Is this a monthly? Do you plan to have everything done in two months or will it run over into eight months? Clear time frame. Another point you need to discuss while qualifying a client or a potential client is communication need to talk about communication style and communication timeframe and responses. I know I communicate with my clients most quick messages via email or text because most of my clients are business owners and entrepreneurs who are very busy. That way they can respond at a time that is convenient for them. Scheduling phone calls while they're handling shipments and deliveries of their products doesn't always work. In my experience though, Clarifying these points of how we're going to communicate, what is our time frame for this project, sets you up for a better experience with the client, gives them great expectations of you, and everybody's happier in the end. Also, from a design and creative aspect, the more time I spend qualifying my clients, when we really understand the personality of their brand and what they're trying to do, the better the outcome of the project will be. 
I know someone and I know what they really want for their business or how they want their business to be portrayed, I can build a better product. Let's talk about some red flags when you're qualifying because it will happen. There will be some red flags. If they haggle with you on price, raise the flag. Don't run, but raise the flag. It's okay to ask for a discount or to ask someone to clarify their price. It is not okay to nickel and dime someone and then expect a full pace amount of work. It's not okay. So, you know, someone starts to haggle with you and maybe you give them a proposal for an example, $1,000. They say, well, what could you do for 600? Well, maybe we're not in alignment here with what we're trying to do. Another red flag that I've seen is someone trying to overuse their personal relationship with you. Or do they keep mentioning, oh, we're friends and I know you want me to be happy. That's not okay. That is not going to give you a clear business relationship with good outcomes. Does your potential client seem like they're able to communicate with you in a timely manner? While you're scheduling a qualifying meeting on the phone or in person or a Zoom call, whatever you're doing, if they communicate quickly with you, you can see that generally they'll communicate quickly with you down the road. Also, check your contract. Does it include everything that you've discussed with your clients? You need to be very clear. I recognize that there were some areas in my own contracts where I could definitely improve. Maybe I didn't have a very clear um, time frame listed out for my clients. And that really does make a difference. So we've talked about marketing, we've talked about qualifying. What happens when things start to go off the rails and you feel like maybe this person and I are not aligning? Maybe we have a problem here. The first thing you need to do is have a discussion. You need to have a discussion early. And the question I use when I have a client that might not be the right fit is, is this project still a priority for you? Usually from that question, I can figure out what's going on. Sometimes there's other extenuating circumstances in someone's life that are going to change what's going on. But if you ask them if what you're doing is still a priority for them, they will be honest and tell you. So what you're doing here is clearly and concisely asking your client what's going on. Is is there something going on I don't know about? And you're communicating to them that things are not going as expected. On the far end of things, there will be times when you have a client it's time to cut ties with. This is a very hard decision because it's emotional because you feel like you're letting somebody down. This is okay if, and in my opinion, only if they are in breach of contract or this professional relationship is damaging you in some way. Emotionally, stress-wise, you really need to look at whether or not this is worth it. Check your out in your contract. Do you have the ability to walk away without cause? Do you have the ability to walk away for for other things. I know my contract has a sexual harassment clause because let's face it, it has to be in there. So another time it's okay to walk away is when a potential client is stringing you along 
And for this, I'm talking about a potential client, not someone you're contracted with or you're un- under any legal obligation to. Uh, my sister-in-law has a travel agency and she runs into this with some of her agents. Uh, she will, there will be people who will use their, her travel agents for all the information and the tips and all this planning stuff. And then when it comes time to book and actually put the money down, they'll turn around and book online for probably the same price that their agency would have gotten them anyhow. And then occasionally these people have the audacity to come back to the agent and say they're going to book with them again. Just a little, a little rude. Let's be honest here. At what point do you say, I'm sorry, this isn't worth my time and effort without using those words? You have to recognize where your line is and when someone crosses it, especially with a potential client like that, that it's a lot of front-loaded work. Finally, when something like this happens, whether you realize that this situation is bad at the beginning and while you're qualifying and you walk away, or things got really bad and you had to break a contract or terminate a contract. You need to reflect, own your mess. Yes, there are some people who are monsters, but not many. Own the situation you got yourself into. Where did you go wrong? How can you prevent this from happening in the future? So if you can take that information from your situation and turn it into better scenarios down the road, you'll be much better off. I want to thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Marketing Podcast today. If you loved the information you heard, do me a favor. Please leave me a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Share this on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Really love to see what you're doing. 